You remember your stories with the kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go, share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message if you have a story you'd like to tell. What um, what was your journey like coming to the point where you could separate what you do from who you are? Um, That's a great question, Christy. I think just for me, knowing who God is and realizing that he is the one that truly loves and accepts me because I think that's why sometimes we fight for identity and performance and feel like an orphan because we don't feel loved. And that is where I think everything stems from is feeling loved and accepted. And so for me, um, God just put me on a journey to keep telling me at different times, he was different roles in my life. Like one time, you know, Graham Cook has this thing where he asks the Lord, what do you want to be for me in this season that you haven't been for me before? Mm. Yeah. So I asked him one time when I was going through some hard things in my personal life and he said, I want to be your friend. And he literally would like just teach me what it meant for him to be my friend. Like, in, for instance, I was living in Florida for like the summer and I would go to the ocean and just lay there and he would just talk to me. He's like, what do you think about that family? Aren't they sweet? Or And just talk to me about things that a normal friend would talk about that's not super deep. Just like, hey, look at that, you know? And it just really taught me to relax in God and to realize he liked me, you know, not just had to love me because he's, you know, God, but he, <laughs> you know? And you have to love me because you're God and you're love. Yeah. <laughs> How many of us say, oh, wow, God, I think you like being with me. Or I think you like talking to me. You know, I think people look at God as, oh, he made me and he loves me. Like, you know, pat me on the head and put me on my way. But no, God likes to spend time with me. He loves the intricacies of my personality. He loves to laugh with me. He likes to correct me. You know, so I think it all stems with me finally getting to a deeper relationship. And Sozo really helped. I took um, not only the Sozo uh, ministry for like, I took the six week Sozo class that they had foundations at church or six or 10 weeks. And we really dug deep into God as a father, Jesus as, you know, the brother, Holy Spirit is kind of a nurturer. And that really helped me to, you know, clarify how do I look at God? How does he look at me? And I think that really deepened our relationship. Oh, that's beautiful because God does use these different faces to help us understand as much as we can with our limited experience. Yeah. Who he is. He wants to be understood. And, you know, it's funny, you were talking about, you know, lying on the beach and God just being maybe a little bit of chatty Kathy with you, which I love that because who, who in their right mind would enjoy a friendship that was all about requests and fulfillment? That's not a friendship. That's a business. And who in their right mind can can sustain a friendship that's only about the deep things. 
you know, we we have to do deep things and then have time to really digest them and see them come to fruition. But meanwhile, we have to keep talking to our friends, right? And so we talk about, you know, our hair and these people and, you know, whatever. Well, God designed us to need whole friendships yes. because he designed us for friendship. When he created Adam, and walked in the garden with Adam and Eve daily, there was no five-year plan for your business and, you know, marketing or, you know, go into all the world and, and you know, into the jungles and learn the language and spread, you know, translate the Bible. There, there wasn't any of that. So what he was doing with Adam and Eve in the garden and apparently enjoying, because that's why he made them, was saying, hey, Hey, look at the way um, the pig does this. I bet he's going to find a mushroom. Look at the way, you know, the monkeys co uh, communicate with one another. You know, look at, look at this. Hey, hey, how do you like this thing I did? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was having conversation. We forget that. We distance ourselves yes. from that kind of friendship and show up, you know, some of us once a day, some of us once a year to repent or ask for something and then move on and that you know sometimes you think it, it might be a lonely job being god right yeah he loves us because he's love but what a beautiful gift to slow down and and have conversation with him yes absolutely and for you, it was a beautiful gift because you had actually been working very hard in ministry before you came to the point where you were like, I need to get away and find that relationship mm. and, and not be about everybody else. Absolutely. I, I have so been in places like that. And um, when you told that story of just, I think having a little bit of a boundary less ministry and how many of us um, minister with no boundaries. And, and yes, unconditional love is important, but boundaries are also important. And I know personally, there was a time in my life when I thought unconditional love meant having no boundaries, meant being always accessible, always available, saying yes to everything. And um, that, that equals burnout eventually yes and it doesn't actually help others as much as we want it to no no it doesn't because at the end of the day it's not us that really helps people and i know as much as sometimes we want to think oh we can go and save the day i think the older i get the more i realize i really can't <laughs> with anybody i can just listen and love and pray and share any wisdom if they're asking for it and it's god that really can change lives not me and so mm. i'm still you know sometimes i delude myself thinking oh i can help this person but i'm the only one that can fix this <laughs> yes right i know i still do a little bit of that myself and when i was younger i thought it was lazy for older more mature christians to not try and save the world every second of every day, you know, and I'm starting to realize, no, God, actually, this human experience is here as a, as a teensy little part of our eternal existence 
but it must be important for God or he wouldn't waste that time. Right. You know, he puts us here in these bodies that are dictated by, by chemicals and time and needs and instincts because he wants to teach us something that apparently is eternally valuable. And when we do try to, to minister without boundaries, when we try to overextend ourselves to, you know, rescue everybody, they don't get to go through the things that they need to go through for God to teach them the things they need to teach, you know, learn and they build them a character. I'm grateful for the times in my life where people have told me no, uh, which sometimes has felt very scary. I remember when I was younger and my grandparents um, had money and I didn't, <laughs> right? Because grandparents were a lot smarter than me. Um, and I, I needed a vehicle. And I asked for money for a vehicle and they said, no. And I said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> but I haven't finished paying off the loan for the last vehicle. You know, it was like, um, they just knew that I needed to learn some self-management. And I'm grateful for that. I'm not where I, I'm not where they were, but right. I'm on the way more than I would have been otherwise. Yeah. One Moment Wiser will be right back. Did your parents ever have to teach you any hard lessons like that? Oh, all my life. <laughs> you know, be from, especially when you're in a large family, there's only so much they, time they have with you, uh, finances, you know, resources. So, yeah, there was a lot of no's in my life. And boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, I remember one time, I was, I think, yeah, it was my senior in high school, and we were, I think, in Virginia, and I was kind of being an entitled teenager, probably out of my insecurity, I just wanted to act all entitled, and I remember we went uh, shopping, clothes shopping, my dad, of course, gave my mom money, and when I got home from shopping, we were visiting my sister, so we were in Virginia Beach. Um, my dad's like, well, what did you get? And I just had an attitude. I was like, clothes? And he's like, can I see them? I'm like, why? And I just, and I didn't want to show him because I just was being lazy. And I just thought, why does it matter? And he was really hurt. And I guess other people had complained about how snooty I was. Uh-oh. And so my dad had a long talk and he said, you know, I really, we had a, we had a trip, a spring break trip to Cancun planned for my senior Ooh. trip. And my dad's like, I just can't do that because, oh. you know, your behavior. And I just can't continue your, your feeling. I don't think he used the word entitlement, but I think that's what he, that's obviously what he meant. Right. And so we did cancel it and I was upset, but it worked out because my grandma got really sick. And so we uh -huh. had to go down to Fort Myers to go visitor for a week. And actually Fort Myers where all my friends were. So I got to oh. hang out with them. So it worked out. Well, that's cool. And there's nothing like friends to let you know when you're acting <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. friends. That's one of my favorite things about my close friends is they let me know when I'm acting snooty or condescending or, you know, snarky. Any of the things that aren't, you know, aren't best for Absolutely. me. Yeah. I'm kind Man. of adjust this because I think the, the blinds and the sun is kind of making it hard to see me. Sorry, everybody, but 
I love that the sun is finally out enough that we have to yeah. worry about that. I know. I haven't had to worry about it. So now I'm like, I'm right in the brightness of that blind, everyone. Sorry. Um, so how do you think that finding your identity in Christ, finding, you know, the ability to, to say, I am enough. God loves me. I'm actually God's friend. How did that set you up for the kind of relationship that you have now? You just got married. I did. And is it been a year yet? It's not quite, March huh? March 25th. March 25th. Oh. I know. It's coming up. Yay. How do you think that that prepared you? Oh, my gosh. Like, um, Robert and I were actually, that's probably one of the biggest foundations in our relationship is our friendship. We were actually friends for a year and we weren't even hanging out. We just um, saw each other through this dream interpretation class that we went to every other week. And so we just kind of got to know each other. And then we started hanging out for like three or four months. And then that's when we then we started dating. So and even now we're like such buddies, you know, it's like we just talk about different things that are on our minds we share silly memes or videos and we just laugh we pray together we do bible studies together and we just enjoy one another's company and i think you know that's something god needed to teach me is because with okay so you know having this whole thing with especially you know men or mostly young boys teasing me all the time i had this thing with the males because it's like oh they don't accept me so i think growing up i had it in my subconscious even though you're mature you understand things in a different way i think the trauma was in my subconscious and so i would put my guard up you know with the opposite sex a lot so mm. robert and i just starting off as friends i felt very relaxed around him and i think god you know having that friendship with god first really taught me to relax and just be myself with him. So mm -hmm. then Robert, like once, because we had the foundation of friendship, I could be myself around him. And once you started dating, it's like, why are you, you know, I, if I would act a little like, you know, trying to hide who I really am, he would have called me out and I would have called him out. Yes. Because we had already gotten to know each other on the friendship level. So dating wasn't, you know, wasn't step. supposed to be a start over where you hide and put your base face forward, yeah. right? Yeah, no. And so, and so our marriage too, you know, they say, well, marriage, you finally, you know, can't, you quit hiding. And I'm like, no, it pretty much, you know, we, what we saw was what we got when we were dating. So of course, you know, you get to know someone more when you're married, but we have such a good foundation of having been ourselves because when you're interpreting each other's dreams, those are pretty intense and you have some very exposing dreams and you're like mm -hmm. saying, Oh, you struggle with this and this. So, <laughs> so when we started dating, we just kind of went head first into, you know, who we are and it didn't take long to like talk about our struggles and, and, If you're enjoying this podcast, tune in next week to hear more. 
I'm Christy Bridges, and I teach Christians how to become authors because God speaks to different people through our unique voices. Visit me at onemomentwiser.com. That's the number one, momentwiser.com.